if you're even a little bit into your kids' sports, you are a huge fucking loser. Get that joke on Bing. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner, episode 39. Wow, that was a real nasal. I'm so nasal. That is not, I do not have a radio voice, which is probably why I don't have a job on the radio because apparently there it matters, like what you sound like. Uh, but not here because I'm in charge of this. I own this shit, so I'll just be as nasal as I fucking want to be. Um, yeah, episode 39. Big, big show. A lot happening. Just a reminder, get, go on fucking Facebook right now. You're listening to this. Go on Facebook. Like the Baller Lifestyle podcast page. When we post once a week, I post just like I do. I mention it on Twitter. When I put the, when I put the podcast online, I do a Facebook post just letting everybody know that it's there. So you'll see it once a week, and then you're going to share it with your friends. So uh, like the Baller Lifestyle podcast page. On Facebook. Also, we had a really good email, uh, good good mailbag a couple weeks ago. So, shoot us an email there. Um, I'm I'm sort of looking where we've been doing. How fucking old is this guy? We kind of got tired. It kind of got hard. Like Ed dropped the fucking mic on Wilford Brimley. But there have been a lot of people have made how fucking old is this guy suggestions via email, and we'll take those. And then Ed and I will just try to guess the, the ages of people, which is kind of funny. So we'll do that this week. Uh, today on the show, there's a big – even by now, this by the time you hear this, it'll be the day, two days after we recorded this. Uh, the story is still going to be huge. Ed and I will get to it. We're going to talk about Ray Rice. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot going on there, and there's a, there's a lot of ways that the NFL is fucking you, and you should know about it. Uh, but also in sports – the the lighter stuff, the stuff that we we're more interested in. We're not interested in these big picture bullshit topics, but we'll we'll tell you what to what to think on them. Um, here's one: Stan or there's a Cardinal fan that thinks that Stan Musial Musial there it is Stan Musial who is dead uh, would is is offended by a Carl's Jr. ad, and we'll explain that because I'm. Not smart. Um, also, I love this. We love these stories. We get a lot of these, and there's there's none too few of them. There's plenty of them to go around. And, of course, I'm talking about athletes who are bad tippers. I feel like if more people were on it, more servers, restaurant people were on it, they would know that uh, we or we could do one of these stories every single day. They just don't. They don't just don't realize their shitty tips are coming from athletes. Um, so servers, be more on that because there's another story uh, about a running back for the Lashawn McCoy, who I think is on the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. He left a twenty cent tip, not like two dimes. Like he wrote in the thing, point two zero. In the little write-in spot where it says tip, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, Non-sports. There was a shooting over playing time, and no, this isn't. I'm not describing the plot from the Last Boy Scout, where we were supposed to believe that um, Damon Wayans was a professional football player. Um, this happened in, in Pop Warner in Kansas. 
Those guys got their guns out because their kid wasn't playing enough. So we're going to talk about that. And a, a good camping dis- disaster story. You know how we feel about camping on this show. So we're going to talk about some people that had an, uh, some misfortune camping, which, I mean, camping it in and of itself is an unfortunate situation. So how much worse can it get? Uh, we, we've got a couple. How fucking old is this guy? It's the return of how fucking old is this guy? Oh, and I forgot. Well, we'll get to this. Um, the return of how fucking old is this guy? We'll do Ed and I will guess the ages of a couple of your submissions. We want to be interactive. Think if you can think of more ways to be interactive. Like if one of you guys knows how. Here's this is something I thought of. I know this would be easy to do, but I'm I'm a bad combination of stupid and lazy. Somebody show me how to like set up. Is there like a Google Voice number or is there a phone number where I can set up a voicemail? That'll just come to my computer and you guys can leave us messages and we can answer them on the show. Somebody email me mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com and tell me how to do that. Um, oh, continuing. Yeah. How, we'll, so we'll use a couple of your how fucking old is this guy's submissions. We'll talk about those, Ed and I. And then, of course, Fancy Pop. Joan Rivers' funeral was this week. I'm, I think we're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm not sure what other stories we have, but I, I don't care because the finale of bachelor in paradise occurred it was a transcendent moment in television quite possibly the most important two hours of television in history um, and so we're definitely going to talk about that and to talk about that to really put a cap on this season of bachelor in paradise the first season of bachelor in paradise we'll have a special guest of course he's you've heard him here before he comes on from time to time for extremely important bachelor or bachelorette or bachelor in paradise moments. Of course, I'm talking about the inimitable Jason Stewart, media icon Jason Stewart. He will be here to help us break down what happened on the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Joining me now, as always, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the show. I could never do it alone. I never would want to do it alone. I only want to do it with my main man, the mayor of Hoboken, Mr. Sandwich himself. Of course, I'm talking about Ed Daly. Ed, how the fuck are you? Uh, a little little shaky. Uh, just very quick, I got roped into coaching a soccer team this week. Oof, been there, done that, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, but it was one of these things. They're like, all right, first game Saturday, and your team does, your kid's team doesn't have a coach. And so, like, somebody's got to step up, and I was like, fuck, I, you know. The the shithead, usually the people who sign up right away are the people who know soccer and are into it. And then the people who haven't are probably people you don't want coaching your kids anyway. So I was like, all right, I'll step in. But I'm well, not, luckily, n- not happy about it. Your kids are young enough. So you're, you're, you've been nominated to coach the entire season? Yeah. Oh but it's, it's just, it's an hour every Saturday at like 11 o'clock. And it's the age, I mean, they're six-year-olds, so... It's just a bunch of kids kicking a ball. Like there's no, there's no passing. There's no strategy. Is, so is this right? They're young enough that it doesn't. You don't have to know the game. Is this AYSO sanctioned soccer, or is this like a city league, or what? Do they have AYSO on the East Coast? Never heard of that. Um, okay, that's, but it's that's, yes. it's it's a city league. Like Hoboken yeah. has a ton of young families, so there's like 16, 16 six-year-old teams. Right, so like, there's no practice. You show up. And I think I think you practice for like a half hour, and then you play the game. Play for a half hour, like it's yeah, a one I've, hour I've, total. Well, 
as we all know, I've coached many, many years of youth sports, both soccer and baseball. And um, I did, I've coached this, what you've done, and here's what's going to happen. They're all that you do the practice thing where you like run some drills and shit. First of all, get those lazy other dads to help you. Yeah. That's the most important because you basically need like a one-to-one ratio. You're not going to have that. So get at least two other dads to give you a hand and then right. break them up. You do like three drills so that they're, they're, the whole team's not all together because they start fucking with each other and they get distracted. Right. Also, when you do the practice before the game, they're going to be bored as shit by the end of the practice. They're not going to give a shit about the game, but you'll, you'll learn that on Saturday. Good for you. You know who I also thought, isn't going to give a shit about the game? Your kid. Coach. <laughs> Me. Right. Of course. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, you definitely aren't. Um, I thought you were going to say that you were a little – you weren't feeling 100% because your wife emailed me that picture of the two of you sitting side by side at a restaurant. Listen. Which you've announced that you don't do, which you've called me a monster for doing. (laughs) You are a monster for doing Mm -hmm. it. But here here is where I get off on the technicality. No. We we sat there because our my two sons were playing something together on the other side. It's a four mm-hmm. four seat table. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not so, saying you can't sit side to side if there are two people facing. But when you're just looking out at emptiness, what what are you a, a TV family? You're just facing an empty half table. That's not, always that's unacceptable. I always wondered that. Like on happy days, were we? Was, was there Chuck, a wall was, there? I think it was Chuck's spot, and he was off. <laughs> Older brother Chuck was never around. He was never – yeah, we were looking from his perspective or maybe, what? Like, maybe the whole point of Happy Days was we were Chuck. We were uh, watch, watching through his eyes. So existen- existential. <laughs> um, yeah, so to, you're a monster. You're yeah. like – I blame it on the kids, but I have kids and I happen to know that parenting 101, you never, never, never let the children sit by each other because I, I, they I fuck had the, with each other. Yeah, you know what I had to do? Feed, to the, get, feed the meter and I showed up. And mm-hmm. there was one spot available, and it was next to the missus. Yep. And while I'm eating dinner, or no, while I was like talking to my son or whatever, I hear the uh, the click of the uh, iPhone camera, and I was like, yeah. "You motherfucker! I know what yeah. what's happening here." So good, you fucking asshole. So good. I was extremely happy to see that. Well, that's good. Uh, okay, we we should let's let's get right into it. You want to talk about the Ray Rice story? Do you have thoughts on this? Because it, it blew up today. I imagine by the time people listen to this, it will still be a huge, huge fucking story. It, I mean, it couldn't be big enough. It's, it's a crazy, crazy story, and we should cover it. You ready? Yeah. I, I would say my initial reaction was kind of confusion because there was like a new level of outrage. And, and for me – I saw a woman being dragged out of an elevator unconscious, and like, what? What, what did they think happened? Right, like, wasn't wasn't that enough? Like, you you saw enough with the original yeah. video, and I, I assume everybody knows, but yeah, originally there was a earlier this summer, I guess, or even maybe even before there, the it surfaced that Ray Rice in Atlantic City had was charged with domestic violence, and there was a video of him dragging his unconscious fiance out of a, a Atlantic City Hotel casino elevator. Um, and so then eventually he was suspended two games by the league, which everyone agreed was not enough for what he'd done. But no one had actually seen – well, no, the public hadn't actually seen what took place inside of the elevator until TMZ posted the video this week. And first of all, I didn't know Ray Rice was left-handed. 
But he apparently is, and I know that because I saw him put two solid left hands right on his right. fiance's chin. Uh, I'm not sure how she didn't go down from the first one, but she sure as fuck went down from the second one, and it was it was gnarly. But yeah, you're right, Ed. I, I don't know how much it changes it, other than the fact that none of us thought two games were enough the first time around, but now having seen what actually happened and knowing that, or we, I think we can assume or everyone agrees that the NFL had access to this video. Of course they have so much money and power. Yes. Like insane. Like, of course, of course they saw it. And of course they had access to it. And even if they didn't, that's, that's the whole point. I just don't understand. Now they're like, well, now you're just banned indefinitely. What? Cause you saw him punch her like that confirmed, we, we, everyone already knew. Of course he punched her. And, like, yeah. I don't I don't get why all of a sudden the NFL is like, oh, well, now that changes things. It doesn't change anything. He knocked her out. It's not like he told her a funny joke and she fell down. He's like, hey, baby, you know what kind of wood doesn't float? Natalie Wood. And then she's like, ah! And then falls down. Like, <laughs> like yeah, of course he punched her. And, like, yeah. this fucking asshole, Roger Goodell, claiming, yeah, the, claiming and, they and, didn't see it. And that's my thing. There, there's really only two conclusions you can draw. Either A, Roger Goodell saw the tape and concluded that Ray Rice should re- receive a two-game suspension for that. In which case, I think Roger Goodell should be fired for his judgment. Or two, Roger Goodell didn't see the tape and suspended Ray Rice for two games. In which case, he should also be fired because, how, I mean, having not seen anything, how would he know what how to suspend him? Right. And then the other... Uh, crew of people, a lot of media people were like, well, now that we know, now we know he wasn't just retaliating. And it's like, that's not that's not an acceptable excuse either. No. For an NFL player, like, the whole Jay-Z video, he didn't he didn't retaliate. He just sat nope. there. And, like, people talked he about, like, it. what a crazy incident, and they talked about it, but, like, nobody ever mentioned, like, oh, Jay-Z hit her back. Like, if she was, yeah. if she was built like China, maybe you'd say, alright, he's allowed to hit back. But, like, any Great normal reference. woman... Any normal woman, yes. like, no, there's no hitting back, no matter who started it or who's doing it. Like, he, he can stiff-arm defenders. Like, he does, he could hold her off if she was, like, crazy. Like, yeah, he, yes, he's an NFL running back. By virtue of that, he's literally one of the, in, one of the top 1% of the toughest motherfuckers in the world. Right. Like, there's no, there's no, well, there's never excuse for a guy to hit a woman. I mean, ever. And there's a, certainly no excuse for a professional athlete who's a supreme, fit, tough guy to punch his girlfriend in the face. I mean, it's it's disgusting and deplorable, and we're never going to hear from this guy again. But I, I I think the bigger story here is is the NFL. Like they saw this and they said, okay, that's fucked up. Let's give him two games, and then the, and they, they thought that was enough, and then they heard the public go. Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Two games, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we we're didn't changing know. We didn't our policy." It. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. we. Right. They 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 saw that, and they thought a just punishment for that was for him to sit down two games, and that's insane. And the fact that they're lying about it j- just makes it twice as bad. The cover up is always worse than the actual thing. Ed, will Roger Goodell be fired for this? I don't believe he will be. Although he absolutely should be. I just feel like he is just one of these evil people that's just going to be in our lives for a long fucking time. 
Kunker, he's he he won't be fired. He should be fired. Um, but he he makes those guys a lot of money. They're the fucking biggest game in the league or in the world, the biggest league in the world. They're they're no one is all, that's all they care about is making money. And here you got thirty two guys. Roger Goodell serves at their discretion, and they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Uh, no, you know, not the, at all. about how he handled this at all. He's going to keep making them tons and tons of money, and they're fine with that. He, he's going to hang around. But and, and, and the reason is is because nobody's going to watch less football games. No, and that's – yeah, some people are like, well, you should just boycott the league. And I was like, no, I like football. I shouldn't have to boycott. It's just right. Roger Goodell should fucking lose his job. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, the cherry on top yeah. was that asshole Ray Lewis on Monday Night Football trying to go, right. yeah, there is – there is, quote, there is no comparison between May, me and Ray Rice. Well, first of all, jerk off, it's Ray Rice and me. And <laughs> second of all, you're way worse. There are two people dead because of you. Well, like, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he but like covered him it tra- up. Him tra- well, covered it up. He, yeah. was, he was involved. There's yes. a missing suit that, that indicates he was very much involved. And a white mink. Yeah. You, you produce the, the, the white, unstained clothing and maybe i'll change my tune on you yeah he he was he's in a tough spot because you know he's on tv and he he's had his own incidents and now i just i just wonder like that greg hardy guy um what team is he on carolina and he just had a monster game too yeah he's he's like really he's a pro bowler he's really good and in the off season he seriously abused his girlfriend threw on a pile of he, guns right he threw her down on a pile of guns but he did and, get, yeah, he did get fined this week for having he, war paint on his face i saw right exactly and he's <laughs> he hasn't been suspended by the league because his his case is under appeal in right. you know he hasn't been processed or he hasn't been convicted or he's been convicted but now he's appealing and i i just wonder like is it, there's no videotape of that? Is he gonna? Is he also gonna get a lifetime ban? Yeah. Well, they didn't see it, so of course, like, yeah, we right. just assume everything's fine. Right. And he's really good. Like Ray Rice, not that good anymore. Yeah. He. I think he had like even healthy. I think he had about like 500 yards rushing last year. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So he's, he's he's done. He'll, we'll he'll, never he'll, we'll never see him again. And now we have to see how long is Janae gonna stay with him now that there's no prospect of. Uh, of uh, NFL income coming his way. Totally. But the, the here's the thing with that is that there's plenty of battered women that stay with guys that are, you know, truck drivers or unemployed. Right. So, That's true. Uh, That's true. Who, who, who knows how that'll go. And then one, uh, one thing, lost in yep. the whole Ray Rice debacle, was how the NCAA dropped all of their sanctions against Penn State effective right. immediately, which yes. just drives me nuts because if there's any program that deserved the death penalty, it's them. Like, the, the one thing that people talk about with the NCAA violations is the lack of institutional control. And, like, yeah, that's I'm, the big pretty, one. I'm pretty sure if your fucking old man head coach is looking the other way while a pederast is running wild, and then the, uh, the what, the chancellor and some other guy were, were covering, covering it up. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the institution. That is a complete ex- the lack of institutional control. Right. Like, that, that's a tough one for me because all those guys are gone. Okay. Like, Everyone that was involved in that at the university at the time either got fired or died or went to prison. So who are you punishing? You're punishing the new crop. But here's the thing. Everyone that signed up to play for, to continue to sponsor or buy tickets 
for Penn State football the last few years yeah. are doing it for an organization, to, for a football program that this went on. So they're supporting it, and the guys who chose to play there, they knew there were sanctions involved. Like, they, yeah. they, they just got to get out of jail free. Or you're, are you helping out James Franklin? He left Vanderbilt, and he left them and, like, took all the recruits and fucked them. Like, they're getting crushed by Temple now. He right. went he went there, and now he's got a free pass to go play in a bowl. And, like, if you're talking about, like, well, you know, the guys who were playing there had nothing to do with this scandal. Like, I don't think the long snapper had anything to do with Reggie Bush's family getting a mansion in San Diego either. That's like, true. You know, there's always innocent bystanders that get run over. Like, you have to punish an organization. And for people to continue to support Penn State after this shit happened, that's that's their loss if they never go to a bowl. I hope they lose I, every fucking game 100 to nothing. I, I don't disagree. And I, I this goes to prove the old adage that the, that the NCAA only punishes schools west of the Mississippi. Because... <laughs> You can you can auction your kid off to the highest bidder, ha- have a pederast as your defensive coordinator, and the NCAA will go lightly. But if your running back signs with an agent and there's no real proof that it, anyone at the school knew about it, you're fucked. Uh, I did one thing about the story that kind of uh, annoyed me is that. The, the, the students gathered yes. once, once the ban was lifted. The students went and had like a rally. And I guess there used to be a Joe Paterno statue there. Right. And so they were they were chanting, we want Joe yeah. and Joe Pa and where's the statue. And right. um, I mean, the, the guy enabled the, the systematic rape of children. Yeah, and it's the same – It's it, not the same, but it's similar to the Ray Rice thing where Ray Rice did some community stuff. So people are like, well, we got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, yep. no, we don't. Like, Just because yeah. Joe Paterno had a higher graduation rate of his players doesn't doesn't make his crooked straight. Like, he allowed a fucking pederast to run wild. Right. And then, like, it's, if he claimed senility, well, then fuck him. He held the, yeah. he held the school hostage be, while he was going senile um, and refused to, like – stepped down and they put he put them in a situation where they, they let a crazy old man run the show so fuck it's him equi- anyway yeah i agree it's the equivalent of uh hitler built a lot of roads yeah he was he was nice to his dog yeah yeah great infrastructure yeah i mean the german infrastructure was booming the economy was booming <laughs> under hitler right garbage not all bad garbage uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Paterno's legacy is tarnished for good reason. He fuck keep his wins vacated. I'm sure they melted down the statue by now. And like, really think about it, Penn State student. I mean, I know you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but and and I know it's, a, it's that like somewhere it like hurts you to be associated with. You know, it's it's like an insult to you. But really, really think about what you're what is it that you're asking for we want this guy that allowed bad shit to happen to be to be uh rewarded or or, or right returned to the, to the place that he was originally i can't fucking talk i'm retarded uh, okay ed sports stories let's go let's go steve rupp a st louis cardinals fan from florissant missouri has written a letter to the St. Louis Dispatch to complain of the team allowing pornography to be shown during games. Apparently after going to church, a place where nothing bad has ever happened to young boys, uh, (laughs) Mr. Rupp sat down to watch his beloved Midwestern team with his octogenarian parents and young grandchildren and caught a Carl's Jr. ad. The ad showed some hot girl and the dead-faced Paris Hilton sprawled out and washing a car and eating hamburgers. 
Rob was embarrassed and went straight to a letter-writing campaign. Of course. Uh, he wrote, I couldn't help but think of Stan Musial, the standard bearer of the Cardinals and a man of impeccable character. He had to be looking down from heaven with tears in his eyes. He then went on to try to get people to contact the Cardinals organization and put a stop to this filth. Brian, what's the most embarrassing part? The fact that tweens were watching TV with their grandparents and great-grandparents? The fact that this guy, who's in his 50s or 60s, still thinks letter-writing campaigns work? Or three, the fact that this guy thinks there's a heaven where Stan Musial is watching and crying over Carl's Jr. ads? <laughs> or four, that Paris Hilton got a fucking job oh, in a commercial. I, that's one of those ones I just never got. She's got dead eyes. She looks like, like a horror movie. She's got a dead face. It's creepy. She, She's super unattractive, and she hasn't been a thing since, like, 98. Exactly. I'm just shocked. Like, I saw the story. I'm like, Paris Hilton. I'm like, oh, this is a fucking old story. No, current story. Like, who's her agent? People are still paying her money to do things. Yeah, speaking of looking down from the afterlife, did did her agent sign a deal with the devil to get her in a fucking commercial? <laughs> like, I can't even believe that's this is a thing. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals fans, crack me up. You got to follow that. What's that um, Twitter account we follow? Oh, yeah, best, that's right. Best fans, yeah, St. Louis. Like or, America's best fans or something. Yeah, um, because everyone always talks about what a great baseball town uh, St. Louis is, and and there's the there's a Twitter account that just retweets all the racist shit, <laughs> or they, they like wish death on John Lackey like during yeah, games, they're, they're fucking animals. Yeah, any, anybody that does anything that like doesn't bad for the team, they like want their own players killed and shit. So yeah, uh, good for this guy. I mean, I'm I'm really I'm sure Stan Musial Musial. Why I, I don't know why I can't say that guy's name. That's a crummy name. I'm sure Stan Just call Musial him Stan is, the Man. Stan the Man is really, really <laughs> bummed out about this Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's commercial, how, a place that no one eats anymore. How big of a bummer would it be if you died and you realized there was a heaven, except in heaven they make you watch Carl's Jr. ads? Like, you have to watch, <laughs> you have to watch commercials in heaven? Like, if there's a heaven, there are no commercials. No, of course not. It's all, it's all, it's all fucking blowjobs and yeah, fear in exactly. heaven. Exactly. And if there's baseball, it's uninterrupted. You get the edited version of games. Yeah, it's like it's like Field of Dreams. It's like Shoeless Joe and Babe Ruth <laughs> and fucking Jimi Hendrix is playing yeah. the anthem. You're like, not, are you kidding me? You're certainly not watching like some team grind it out against the Brewers or whatever the fuck. Hell no, not especially those, not that those poor great those kids they said they called them tweens. They are watching TV with their great grandparents and grandparents. What kind of shitty out. living room is that? <laughs> that fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Uh, okay, let's let's right. talk about Lashawn McCoy's All tip. Right. Shady McCoy. All right, Philadelphia Burger Restaurant PYT. I guess they name restaurants after Michael Jackson's second best song. Uh, the self-proclaimed America's craziest burgers joint, oh, and that's craziest with three A's, by the way. Uh, they posted an Instagram picture of a receipt for Eagles running back LaShawn McCoy. The Pro Bowl back left a 20-cent tip on a $61 food bill. Apparently, McCoy and two friends came in, were extremely rude, and left a four-nickel tip for the trouble. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts on this rude tip and why businesses everywhere insist on taking liberties with the spelling of words like craziness. Uh, yeah, this is. I, I don't. I don't want my burgers crazy. By the way. Yeah, well, I mean crazy. Like, yeah, you might get semen in there. Like, <laughs> what yeah, is exactly. crazy? I just like want. In, I want burger. 
like it, like it'll have chocolate sauce on it or yeah, something. Like, yeah. just make me a fucking. You know, like, we figured out how to do the burger. Like, you know what word I some, want? I want delicious. I do not want crazy. Yes, juicy. You know, crazy. I don't. I don't want. I don't want a, my burger going off half cocked. <laughs> um, also, like, I don't know. This is confusing because it's one thing to leave no tip, which is an asshole move, but leaving like he had he filled out on the on the little tip thing. Wait, I thought maybe maybe it means like he just doesn't get it and was trying to write twenty percent and got a little dizzy or something. But he <laughs> who writes the percent? I mean, know he, he hits his head a lot. I know. But yeah, he does take like, a few shots to the dome. But but it does show him doing basic math. He added sixty one fifty six yes. plus twenty is sixty one seventy six. Like he clearly he clearly did some level of math. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, that's yeah. He left twenty cents, which is a just an uber asshole move, like to the next level, much worse than leaving no tip at all. And yeah, I was also confused by that. Like he went to the University of Pittsburgh. I had to look that up, but I think that's like de- a decently yeah. academic school. It's a decent school. Like he had to while he was there, he had to go to a few classes, a couple. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was confused about which is the dollar and which is the fractions of a dollar side of the decimal. And doesn't Chip Kelly's playbook, isn't it pretty complicated? Like, yeah, yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, are we going to get, I feel like people have to answer for this. Are we going to hear from Shady McCoy on his 20 cent tip? Because yeah. I want I want to get it. Well, I, like, I read something where it's like his representation is looking into the matter. Like, <laughs> hey, LaShawn, did you tip yeah. him 20 cents? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Considering you're paying all our bills, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. And I do Good have job. one one more beef with PYT, besides the name and the craziest part, is if you're going to post a bill, I want to see it itemized. Like that Warren Sapp shaming, it yeah. showed that one of his buddies ordered crab soup at lunch. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I want to itemize. Like, how did they spend? How did three guys spend sixty one dollars at lunch at a crazy burger place? Like, what did they order? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested in that. I feel like there's a lot of sides there. Yeah, I mean, I just think it would be a more telling story if we knew what he ordered. Absolutely. Like the the one redeeming factor is that to balance Warren Sapp's itemized bill there, out is there, yeah, there was a Ruben on there. One guy got the suit, but another guy got a Reuben. Right. Somebody's <laughs> all right. Which we respect, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I, I hope to hear this. This the ra- I, can't, I need to hear from Roger Goodell. He needs to come out with some sort of a statement soon, as does LaShawn McCoy. And I, I need to know if there's going to be a suspension of LaShawn McCoy for his 20-cent tip. <laughs> yeah, there should be. 20 yeah. Okay, let's talk. Let's get into some other stories um i thought you'd like this one ed so i brought it in some some non-sports stuff we need to talk about of course i'm talking about the kansas youth football coach i'll just read you the story a man well headline police dad comma football coach get into armed conflict over playing time Armed, a man confronted a kansas youth football coach over his son's playing time and a group of men beat the coach before his wife pulled out a gun of her own and fired a shot into the air, according to police. The scuffle happened Monday night at practice in Wichita's Linwood Park. The unnamed coach was approached by one man who complained about his son's playing time and lifted his shirt to show a gun in his pants. Then a bunch of other men jumped the coach before his wife rescued him. (laughs) 
Ed, your thoughts on youth sports in general and people that care about it at all. <laughs> I, I, I think youth sports are great. Kids should all play sports, be active. But, like, the parents who are getting involved with playing time, like, Jesus, then uh, teach your kid to be better in the off time. But that craziness, who knew, who knew Kansas had anything going on besides Jayhawk basketball? Who knew they know even that. cared about football there? It's very flat. I didn't know. I don't know where Kansas ends and Missouri begins. Um, also, here's a question. Here's, here's what's confusing me. A guy goes up, confronts the coach, brandishes a weapon, starts beating his ass, and what do all the bystanders do? They run over and start kicking the shit out of the coach, too. Like, what? <laughs> is this fucking barter town? And more from the story. More guns. One of the men had a set of brass knuckles he used to beat the coach. Yeah. That this is a Jimmy the, Cagney movie? Yeah. Like, where do you even get brass knuckles? And how, like, the warriors, premeditated. The warriors showed up. Then Mr. Blonde showed up and cut somebody's ear off. Like, yes. what is going on here? All the worst things were happening. I can't believe Brass it. Brass uh, knuckles. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things. It proves the age-old adage, if you're even a little bit into your kids' sports, you are a huge fucking loser. <laughs> this guy volunteered his time. Your kid didn't play because your kid sucks. Right. And what are you going to do? Kick his ass? Right. Yeah, start working on wind sprints with him in the backyard. Or just teach them to be a long snapper. At least they 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 can uh, even with limited talent, you can make it to the NFL. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> From Kansas. Exactly. Okay. Here's a, here's another one, Ed. Sleepwalking camper injured in cliff fall in Kentucky. <laughs> Rescue crews say an Ohio man who is camping with friends in Central. Kentucky's Red River Gorge is recovering after falling from a cliff while sleepwalking. Powell County Emergency Management told WKYT-TV that the group had set up camp near Gray's Arch Trail and the man's friends called for help after realizing that he was missing in the middle of the night. Ed, should a sleepwalker be camping? Should anyone? <laughs> the, the fact that he... Yeah, the only way the story is acceptable is if he had a head injury that made him decide to go camping. Right, or if he was taken against his will. Right, if he was, was forced, if I were forced to go camping, I would absolutely be looking to do a swan dive off a cliff. And just for claim, sure. Yeah, like just claim, oh, I was sleepwalking. Like, I can't yeah. imagine how, how hateful I would, how much full of hate I would be if somebody forced me to go camping. Ever, yeah, ever since that like, Brady episode, when I watched that as a kid, I was like, I never want to go camping, ever. I did I did go camping once as a kid. I just remembered one kid had a tent in his backyard, and I think we bailed at, like, midnight. It was, oh, it was fucking... It was one of those things. It was like, well, let's sleep in the backyard. Hey, you know what? It's, like, noisy with crickets, and it smells out here, and I'd rather be in a bed. So, no. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's and Fancy Sauce introduced us to a concept that none... Right. That heroes like you and I had never heard of glamping and I don't think this guy was doing any kind of glamping because I feel like I don't there think that exists there I don't think there's yeah. any glamorous part of Kentucky or Ohio <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> okay Ed do you want to do we got a couple quick how fucking old is this guy's the how fucking old is this guy all right we're going there's a couple we're going that cold. people have submitted are you ready do you want to do them let's do them I, I don't know what you're about to ask so this is gonna okay. be very honest hold on 
I gotta Google these guys so we, we can know how old they are. There's one. I'm not gonna look. I'm not looking. Uh, one of these, both of these are pretty good, but one is really good because I fucking thought this guy was near death in the eighties. Uh, okay. This, this first guy, Ed is, he's a sportscaster. He currently does play by play for the San Diego Padres locally. He is a legend. He's done it all. He's well-known for doing Wimbledon. He used to call the Rams games. He's awesome. He's really, really good at his job. I miss seeing him around. I'm talking about Dick Enberg, sportscaster, Ed. How old do you think Dick Enberg is? Mr. Oh, my. Oh, uh, my. Oh, my. Uh, he was, I feel like they kind of sent him out to pasture he probably hasn't worked in nearly 20 years and on, a, <laughs> on a national scale. Oh, right. right, I, right I don't yeah. know. I don't know what goes on in your local market, but I'm saying yeah. usually the local market will sustain a guy for a little longer. But I would say on a national scale, if they put him out to pasture 20 years ago, I'm going to say he was probably 70. I'll say I'll say he's ninety two. I'll say ninety three. Ninety three years old. Ninety four. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because Dick Enberg is one of these guys that's perennially. He's kind of like Dick Clark. He's always looked about like sixty to me. So in nineteen eighty, I thought he was about sixty, and the last time I saw him, sometime in the nineties, probably maybe the early 2000s he looked about 60 to me so i'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that dick enberg is still at this moment 60 years old you ready <laughs> he's frozen in time yeah he's always he was 60 <laughs> in 1980 which would make him so this might be the biggest differential in guessing you're saying 60 i'm saying 93 well, if he if he was sixty in nineteen eighty, that's thirty four years ago. He'd be ninety four, which is what you guessed, yeah. pretty much, right? Yes. yes. But what I'm saying is that he was sixty in nineteen eighty and has continued to be sixty to this day. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's do it. Dick Enberg, born January ninth, nineteen thirty five, seventy nine years old. Dick Enberg. That means in nineteen eighty. 34 years ago, when I thought he was 60, 79 minus 34, he was only like 50. He was a double five? double nickel. Yeah, that's not too bad. I was pretty close. Wow. Um, yeah, that's pretty surprising. Okay, here's another one. You ready? Let's do it. This is this is this one. This guy's got a commercial recently, and I'm pretty much shocked because I thought this guy was I remember my grandma used to listen to him. He was a big, big star. He was in like movies and shit. He's got a he's a country singer. He's got a white beard and white hair. He's been around forever. He's had some weird plastic surgery of late, but he still continues to be alive. I'm talking about Kenny Rogers. Ed, mm. how fucking old is Kenny Rogers? Again, he was he was a silver fox a long time ago. A long time ago. The gambler. Uh, the coward of the county. I mean, the gambler had to be a good 32 years ago. Yes. It was in the early 80s. Yeah, I want to say it was probably 80, 32, and he had that, that, 
that nice mane, that silver mane. Yeah, and he did get a little fucked up on plastic surgery. I, I'm going to guess he's in the same... Well, he couldn't be that old. A little... Because he's not in his 90s. I'm going to say he's... When when that when the gambler went on, he was probably like 50, 52. So... Oh, you're, you're giving him a break there. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Okay, let's go 55. 55. Okay. So 55 and 82, that would make him... He's 87 years old. Hold on, hold on. 87 years old. Let me see when the gambler came out. I think it was 82, right? Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to know definitive, definitively right now the gambler. Oh, my God. There's a 2014 gambler? Oh, the gambler song. He didn't write that. It was released in 1978. No wonder. It hung in there for a while, though. Um, he looked really old. Uh, let's cut it in the middle. Nine, we'll say 1980 because it's easier to do the math. I thought he was about 65 years old in 1980, <laughs> which would make him a cool 99 years old. I would say Kenny Rogers is about to have his 100th birthday. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, 99 years old. Oh, he's just had a birthday. Ed, you ready? Well, I said, what I say, 85? 85, I say 99. No, I said 87. I said 87. Hold on, I'm doing the math here. Okay. Kenny Rogers, Kenneth Donald Kenny Rogers, born August 21st, 1938. Kenny Rogers is only 76 years old. Oh my goodness. Holy shit. Kenny, he looked like Kenny, he was 76 in 1989. Yeah, Kenny, it's time to fold him, buddy. <laughs> oh, you're so happy to use that joke. Nice job. <laughs> All right. Great show so far. Great. Like I said, submit those how fucking old is this guy's to mailbag. Somebody figure out how to do a voicemail thing. Like, let's make it interactive. Let's, you know, Ed and I have a lot of fun here, and it would be more fun if we could make fun of you guys. Uh, okay. That said, we got a couple things going on here. Special guest, Ed. Are you excited? Always excited. That's, you know... Jason Stewart is a buddy, close friend of mine, somebody I've met through my extensive media contacts, through my well-listened to, my very highly anticipated Friday Facts segment that I do every Friday on national radio. Jason Stewart became a buddy of mine. Uh, I know Jason. He's been to my home. However, Jason has something on me. Jason and you have met in person. You guys have shared beer. I have never had the good fortune to meet you. So it's like you guys may be better friends than he and I. He called me a backdoor slider. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. Don't know what that means, but. Well, he said you're gorgeous. He likes to call men gorgeous. And what he's saying is that you're like at first glance, you might not be George Clooney. He said he, he, he refused to call me gorgeous. He said it was. He, didn't? He, he he said I have to stop short of calling you gorgeous. Oh right. Well, yeah, close enough. Yeah, he says your hands. I'm no. I'm no uh, Stringer okay. Bell. Let's let's get him on. Let's get uh, let's get let's first bring on Fancy Sauce. You know her. This is her segment, Fancy Pop. We're gonna talk a little pop culture. We're gonna talk some Bachelor in Paradise. All right, joining us now. It's time for Fancy Pop with special guest Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, guys. And hey, before I get to anything, I need to shout out to my guy, NDH. Are you familiar with this guy? 
not Danton Holden. This is not a shout out period of the program, yeah, what, Jason. What? What? what why happened? are you hijacking my show? Well, does, does, does Skippy come on Family Ties and start shouting out to his buddies? <laughs> but but th- this guy has this guy has an infatuation with my Pacific Rim material, and he sends me at least one tweet a day on it. So I appreciate him. <laughs> he does well. That's because you said well, but da- not Danton Holden. I happen to know from Twitter um, is a, he's he's he likes Asian women, oh. and you. Jason introduced the concept of Pacific Rim, which is apparently a genre of porn that I'm pretty sure you've made up, which is only to, to refresh. It's from our draft extravaganza episode where Jason drafted Pacific Rim, which is a genre of porn that's only Asian women performing rim jobs. And I don't believe that's a real thing. I think that's it's true. I think it's a, that's Jason. That's Fancy Sauce there. Fancy Sauce also joining us. Welcome, Fancy Sauce. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey, yeah, Jason, you drafted Pacific Rim again. Asian women giving rim jobs. I don't think it's real. I'm definitely not going to look to find out. But he feels you have a kinship because he also loves Asian women and presumably rim jobs. Yeah, and and I will come clean. It it definitely is not a category that I've heard of. And trust me, if I haven't made it up, if I haven't heard of it, it doesn't exist. So um, I I will say that it's a category that I want to exist. I was throwing the idea out there in case somebody wants to pick it up and run. Well, you know what? You have a lot of you have a lot of Hollywood contacts. You know, some money men. Let's put it. Let's get some VC. Let's put this together. Let's make this genre happen. You and I, Jason. Did you just say VC? Yeah, venture capital. Yeah, Yeah. there's Viet Viet Cong. Yeah, that's there's another there's another VC out there. (laughs) I know what it is. Uh, Okay. Guys, um, we've we've digressed. Jason's yeah. doing shout-outs. He's hijacked my show. It's really – I'm already regretting bringing him on. But here we are. We have many, many important topics to get to. This is the segment of our show where we talk celebrity gossip. And, of course, we're going to talk Bachelor in Paradise. Kate, tell us what's going on this week in Fancy Pop. I'm going to start with some sad news, you guys. This week in celebrity death news, as I mentioned last week, Joan Rivers was at that time in a coma on life support. She has since died. Just so, so sad. That's right. Last week when we convened, we knew that she was unwell. And since she was pretty old, we had a good idea that she might she was 81. pass from complications. She was doing pretty well, though. I mean, she was on, on TV regularly. Yeah, she had. She definitely she had, all, had all, her, all her faculties for sure. Guys, Ed, any thoughts on Joan Rivers? Um, she was She was, was a great guest on Stern. She was or on any talk show. Um <laughs> I didn't. I, I can't say I ever watched the red carpet re- report. But, of course not. But, but yeah, she was. Uh, but you she was, she was an, police. I know that. Ed, right? Ed, Ed's obsessed with his own heterosexuality. <laughs> he cannot admit to ever having seen. Anything. I told you I watched all of all of uh, all of Hard Knocks. That's reality. I yeah. watched all of them. She supported Stern's career when it first began. Absolutely, she was a great and guest later on Stern. When it was flailing, and as well. Stern she was a big fan. Stern did her eulogy, which is the she fucking did. ultimate he, compliment. He eulogized in her. New York City funeral, big, big pomp and circumstance funeral with Howard Stern giving the eulogy, opening his oration with the observation that Joan Rivers' only problem was that she had to drive a vagina. 
Absolutely. She, she mentioned that on a show often. That got a big laugh. I Jason, guess. you're a large consumer of porn. Any thoughts on Joan Rivers' dry vagina? A couple thoughts. And I, I, I will say this. Um, I, I'm so old that I remember Joan Rivers filling in for Johnny Carson. Like, vi- sure. like vividly. Sure. Vividly. Yeah. Um, the only one here that's not old enough to remember that, obviously, is Fancy Sauce. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'm so... Um, I will say this. I, I had read where uh, Hugh Jackman uh, did sing a song he did do at a the Peter funeral. Yes. Oh my god! What, and apparently that guy it was loves singing. Yeah. What What did you think about that, Jason? What did you think? What did you think about Hugh Jackman, Australia's own Fancy Sauce's countryman, right. Hugh Jackman? What did you think about him performing at Joan Rivers? Wolverine. Yeah, I, I you know huge, after huge loser. After that opening to the Oscars, the year that he hosted, I guess there wasn't much doubt. But no. if there was any doubt that he no, uh, right. that he's a he's closet a, he's a homo, code song, song yeah. and dance man, yeah. absolutely no doubt now. You're it, saying that he did watch Fashion Police? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Let's just say he seems like a take your mom to the Oscars kind of guy. Absolutely, he's he's <laughs> married. He's this is I'm doing air quotes right now. He's married to a woman that looks old enough to be his mother. He's well, he's a big song and dance man, and any don't be mean to Deborah. Any anybody that loves to sing and dance is a little bit curious. I I would have to agree. Jason, any other thoughts on Joan Rivers' funeral? I, you know what? I, I will say this. Um, I had a lot of respect for her, and that she had the balls to say things, and even like and. It's funny because this. I th- totally agree. Yeah, this past April, she got in a whole bunch of trouble for saying something that was so PC and ridiculous. And um, I, I always like, I always liked her for being able to have the balls to say stuff. But these things always do seem to happen after controversy. I mean, I remember Payne Stewart after he did this like horrible rendition of an Asian guy. He like, and this was 1999. This wasn't like 1970. Yeah. And then the next week is playing like loses pressure and he <laughs> yeah, dies. He got his come up. It's and... a, yeah, it's, it's a, but it's a very convenient way to get out of a tough PR stretch. <laughs> I will say, absolutely. Like it's the ultimate price to pay, but sometimes maybe it's worth it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, nobody's talking about that controversy right now. No, that's for sure. Not just because it was 15 years ago. Uh, okay. What else is going on, Kate? What is happening in the world of pop culture that we can comment on and make light of? Okay, celeb relationship news this week. Britney Spears has dumped her boyfriend, David Lucado. Um, she learned that he had cheated on her with Latina adult star Callie Lee. Whoa. Who's been a is... porn star since 2009. She's oh. 24. Who, who is, is this guy somebody? Hold on, hold on. Is that Kelly Lee? Who spell it? Cali, like K- short for California. K A L I. No, California spelled with a C. C. That's what I meant. C A L I. Uh huh. Lee. Yeah. L E I G H. No, L W. Is this is not this very, guy like, not a very Latina last name? Uh, is, no. is this guy? Is this guy somebody, or is he just known? No, for he's being a regular guy. He's just a dude. Okay, so here's the deal. Oh, this chick looks like a tranny. She's super she thug. Here's the deal. Her dad, Jamie Spears, who's also her conservator, manages her finances and career. He also plays matchmaker, and he set her up with her last boyfriend, Jason Trawick. Right. And then this guy. Like, he picks her boyfriends for her. It's not going very well, though. So Britt has said that she's insisting her dad have no role in picking her next boyfriend. His, her dad is called Jamie, and her mom is called Lynn, and her sister's called Jamie Lynn. Yes. Jamie Lynn! That's awesome. 
Uh, guys, any thoughts? Here's here. Well, let me, also I, the dad. There was a tape of um, the boyfriend and the porn star, which the dad has bought. Oh, a sex tape. I don't know. Here's the deal. Like Britney Spears is not cute. She's probably super fucking annoying. But is she, she a celebrity at this point? She she no. Well, she I mean, she's yeah. a known like, person. She's always going to be. A but celebrity. here's the thing. She has all the fucking money. She's still. Earning all the money she's with her Vegas show. She's on stage in Vegas. She's had. Yeah, she. she I just saw she has a lingerie line. She has fucking fragrances. She has a back catalog. You know she doesn't have. She doesn't she's, have any normal friends. She has no girlfriends. No. Who Does cares? She, My she point has, is, she works though. Like she still tours. Yes. Yeah, she, oh, no. She's. No, she has a. She's a residency in Vegas. Yes. Ed. That's like a hundred million like dollar Celine contract. Dion oh, that, that's that's yeah. that's huge money. I just yes. didn't. Yeah. I didn't know she's like. If you told me the story that she was hard. working at Carl's Jr., that would make as much sense to me. I didn't know she was still a no. thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I the, didn't the, know she had dough. The point is, is that you don't cheat on the cash cow until you get the fucking milk. Like, get a ring on it, David Lucado. Like, this, this, this Callie Lee doesn't have anything to offer you except HPV. Like, Britney <laughs> Spears, you had Britney Spears on the fucking hook. Hang in there, buddy. You know what, dumb, you know, yeah. dumb, you know what, dumb. you know what else Callie Lee has to offer him, right? Tell me. Pacific Rim. Yeah, she looks like she could be in that. For, she she's totally Latina, does. but she looks like she could do Pacific Rim for sure. That's a shout out anyway, to my guy NDH. Poor Brit, Brit. Yeah, and more love for NDH. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, celeb feud of the week: something might be brewing between Katy Perry and Tay Tay Swift. Mm. The rift started after Swift recently opened up to Rolling Stone about her new track "Bad Blood." What? So who's who's Tay Tay? Who's Taylor? Ed. Taylor's oh, I d- I'm sorry. I I, I didn't know. If this was no, somebody it, I shouldn't have used. This is Kate. You should know by nick, now. This nickname. is this is Ed's thing. He needs. <laughs> no, to I just didn't hear. I didn't hear the last name. So okay, you just Taylor said Swift and uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. So Taylor Swift opened up to Rolling Stone about her new track called "Bad Blood," saying the song was about a fellow celebrity who crossed her so many times she figured they were straight up enemies. Um, apparently, um, I don't know. Apparently, she claims that this person attempted to hire a bunch of people out from under her for some big arena tour. Anyway, it's been it's been figured out that it was Katy Perry. She fired back with a tweet that said, "Watch out for the Regina George in sheep's clothing," referring to Rachel McAdams' Mean Girls character. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Okay, I I have thoughts here. First of all, <laughs> I couldn't care less about either of these two people. They're both well. This Katy Perry's like she's just cheesy. She doesn't really have, bug me. I have thoughts on both. Okay, tell me. I think the the main. I, I know the main songs are like the ones you hear when you're just in a store of both of them, and it seems like neither of them. Even with auto tune, like it seems like neither of them can actually hit a note. They both sound terrible to me. Yeah, I don't like. like they seem talentless. Since I'm hetero, I don't know any of their songs. Either of them, I don't know one thing about either of them. I know Taylor Swift is very unattractive. I feel like Katy Perry's got some potential. She's got some big things. She just needs to be like hosed. She's got. She just needs to be like hosed down. She's made one good decision in her career lately: hooking up with Riff Raff. Yeah, that's for sure. Riff Raff, Jody High Roller, one of my not as a couple, but. Yeah. They did a track together. Jason, any thoughts on Katy Perry and Taylor Swift besides getting them to star in our I... startup Pacific Rim porno company? Oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to kind of uh, follow suit with what you said. I think 
Katy Perry to me has, is just flat out hot, and that body mm-hmm. that body is ripping. But t- yeah, t- she seems like and, somebody you'd like. And and I hate I t- hate to say this because I think she's like seventeen years old, and Kate could like verify this. But uh, Taylor Swift's just downright ugly. Yeah, she's not attractive. She, it's okay to call her ugly because she's like twenty two. Okay, good. Yeah, she's ugly. Yeah, she's le- she's of legal ugly age. All looks aside. Um, I think Taylor seems like she might be a mean girl. Yeah, she's all she all I know about her is that she's always having beefs with people. Beef, 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 and that's beef, the beef. She thinks everyone's out to get her. She's super annoying. She's got all the money and she's real into having famous friends and I can't stand her. I can't stand either of these chicks, honestly. Uh, okay, Kate, next story. Okay, finally in washed up celebrity career news, Coolio, who was a rapper oh, from the 1990s. Oh, barely. You remember that? Barely. And is still alive? He had one song. He has a new video out. It's called Ticket to the Hub. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> and it's yeah. to promote the porn website Pornhub, which... I'm sure you all three of you know about it. Uh, it's not one of my go-to. Jason Stewart, is this one of your go-to tube sites for checking out porn? I'll tell you some of mine. I like Spankwire. I Ugh. also will occasionally use Uges. Uh, what are you? Are you a Pornhub guy? Um, you know, if, if it takes me there, I'm, I'm more of a yeah. – this is my thing, and I'll give, I'll give the yeah. uh, listeners kind of some insight here. I'll do a, I'll do a general search, kind of like a, a Bing – uh, like a Google? Yeah, a Bing what? video Wait, search. Did you just say Bing? Yeah, I go, I go yeah, Bing. I didn't know that existed. I go Bing. See, v- Nobody searches on. on Bing, Jason. Bing. I, I will say that Bing video is superior to Google video. And trust me on this Bing one, y'all. Bing video? Trust me on this one. Bing. Trust me. I've tried. Both. Holy shit. Wow. And if, this, this is worse than Pacific is, Rim. Yeah, this is the worst revelation ever. <laughs> and Bing, you know, have you noticed that like every once in a while the iPhone will switch what your search engine is and one time one time i got put on like a few days ago all of a sudden i was searching through yahoo and i got very scared and i was about to like call the company and then i realized there was just a setting google Uh, or nothing i I am going to i'm going to defend bing uh bing videos for sure and and when i I tried i tried to change the subject no 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 (laughs) trust me and when when it takes me when it takes me to Pornhub, and i'm getting back to coolio here it takes me to to Pornhub. i'll get there now okay i will say this i will say this Coolio was cool in the 1990s. I think we should no, we should nickname no. him Not Coolio. He was never cool. <laughs> oh, good, good, good one, Jason. Not Coolio. Not Coolio. Get that Coolio. joke on Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Bing videos. Um, Bing videos. Jason, I, I will say I did I did sample the Coolio Take It to the Hub video. <laughs> How is you it? Said I didn't watch it. It's a bunch of fat women ass clapping. And I wonder. Oh, I need to see ass, this. Ass clapping is kind of the same to me. It's, it's the like same twer- thing as the athletic women work in the pole. Like, twerking. is that a sexual thing? The the, the ass clapping? Yes, it most definitely is. I feel like the ass clap. I feel like things can become airborne from that. One like, of the, one of the it star, can't be hygienic. One of the stars of the video is someone called Alexa Ames, the star of Glory Hole Loads Three. Kate. Kate I, making it real one, there, dirty here on the show. One, there was one chick getting hosed down in it that looked pretty attractive, but the rest looked like um, like uh, Shirley Hemphill um, <laughs> doing ass clapping. It was it was bad. It was a wow. it was a rough assortment of women. Good it luck. Was, to... It was Coolio 
2014 caliber women. Good luck to Coolio. Okay, I now I've admitted I'm a Uges man. Jason uh. lying says he gets his porn from Bing. Ed, where do you go <laughs> to find your pornography? I'm you porn all the way. You porn old school. Just that doesn't surprise me about Ed and Kate. What's your go-to porn site? Whatever you send me. That's right. And Dropbox. That's right. <laughs> Kate, let's not get too. Just calm down, okay? Wow. Let's get yeah. into our thing here. Uh, okay, Kate. Next story. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? That's all my stories for today. Oh, thank God. Let's get to it. Last night or... Season finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise ended last night. Where we learned that the big twist was that there was no twist. Like, we're watching it, waiting for... I mean, they do edit these previews so well that you think that, like... You were telling me they were all going to cry, right? Something huge is going to happen. Nothing happened. Okay, or can we there just were some tears? Can we just start talking about this? I have, a, I have, a, I want to make a point. Okay, go ahead. Okay, here's the here's the big reveal. Mm-hmm. At one point, Chris Harrison walks in, and they're all they're coupled up. Not that shack that they're being put up in. And it's that shitty Super fucking tragic. resort <laughs> that I would fucking leave if somebody booked me a room right. there. He walks in and they're all sitting there as couples. And he goes, okay. And there's six couples. He goes, yeah, now it's time. It's time to think about what you're doing here. If this relationship is going to go all the way, because now is when it really matters when you have to know. And then he just leaves. <laughs> and then everybody, everybody freaks out and they're like, oh my God, we got to decide. But there's no consequence. There's no prize. Right. There's, there's literally no lie detector test. There's literally no reason that anyone has to decide anything, right. but they all go, they so, all look at each other and go, holy fuck, we need to break up. Right. So three couples broke up and bounced. There was no, there was no prize to the show. There was no reason they had to break up. They should have just been like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go the distance. We're into it. Like, <laughs> let's go till tomorrow. And one thing you left Jason? out of the one thing you left out of the the, the Chris uh, monologue off the top, and and no one walks through their lines or looks less interested in doing this than than the host. I, I, he, they must pay him like double and give him the most luxurious hotel room in Mexico because he looks thoroughly unamused and unentertained. And the one thing that he did introduce in that little opening uh, uninformative segment was this, and they used it the entire finale. And the catchphrase, the real world. You guys got, got to figure out if this is yeah, going to work in the world. real like world. Every, yeah. Like, shit's going to be so different once you leave here. Yeah. I, I, is it the same host? Yeah. It's from, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah oh, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Chris. Anyway, there was nothing to lose. There was, it, was, it didn't make sense. So the couples called it quits were Jackie and Zach, who, to be honest, they seemed like a pretty good match. Christy and Tassos. Ja- Jackie was fug, um, but she had a fit little body. Like right. Zach, kind of blew it. He should have hung in there and maybe spun her around a few times. Am I the only one that's a little sad that Tassos and Christy didn't work out? I mean, we were given they're not a good match. Oh, Jason. really? She, yeah, I, she's too skanky for him. I really, well, I, I really felt for that. I one. remember Tassos from the website, and it, I'm pretty sure his matches. Somebody named Chuck. She's yeah. not. He's not her deal. Tassos. I don't think Tassos had plug earrings. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that Tassos was short for toss his salad. Toss a salad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Toss another man's. Yeah. yeah. He's in the Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ash, yes. Ashley, definitely the dumbest and craziest, but the hottest. Super hot. No shock though that Graham, at the urging of his. BFF Michelle Money broke things off with her and they both went home. Yeah, so they go. Michelle Money's huge cock. They go. Here it is. It's time to get serious. And Ashley's like, Ashley's like, says all the right things. She's like, 
I just want to worship Graham. Like, I want him to fucking wake up every morning, and I just want to suck his dick until he drains his fucking balls out and then make him breakfast. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> this is the kind of stuff she was saying. She's like, yeah. I'll do his laundry. I just want to serve him and just honor him every day and make him feel like a fucking king. Calm and down. then Michelle Money goes, I got to go talk to Graham. And then she runs off and talks to Graham. And Graham, who's she's like, she's not right for you. Yes. And Graham's like, you're right. You have to break right. up with and her. And he breaks she's up right with her. And he breaks up with her. Jason, your thoughts on Graham and Ashley. How hot is Ashley? Well, she's pretty hot, I think, from maybe the uh, the belly button down. I'm not into the fake boobs. She's kind of cute. Neither, neither am I. She's, they but all her, have fake boobs, except for Sarah. Uh, um, I, I'll, I'm going to take issue with you on that one, Kate, a little bit later. I will bring it up. Mm-hmm. But let me, get to, let me get to this one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So Graham... And Ashley, right? He breaks up with her. He basically says, I don't want to do this anymore. The first thing she says, not, you know, no sadness or anything. She says, man, I've been saying in the interviews that I'm really lucky. Like the first thing she thought was, I am, I am humiliated on TV. I'm, I'm embarrassed on TV. That was her first thought. That's that goes to show you how deep this relationship was. Yeah. I mean, she was saying the right things in I the interviews. Kind of bad for her. I feel like Graham could have gotten a turn. He let her on, even though yeah. she bullied him into that relationship in the first place. But he like went along with it, yeah, right up until the very end, and then dumped her. Gra- okay. Graham's, no. Now Graham seems to be, and and I don't know. You guys have talked about this all season, but to me, he strikes me as like a really decent guy and, yeah. and fairly. Ar- he is like he's like the nice guy. Yeah, yeah. fairly articulate. It's like. He just doesn't quite fit in no with this like that. group of dumbass misfits. Like he just he, yeah. he seems to be a, a notch above the rest. So I, I kind of I'm kind of glad that that maybe he, he got away league. from that shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so now, so then they throw yes. in these like the last three couples that are left get to have one more date with an overnight in a fantasy suite involved. Yeah. So the the three remaining couples are Sarah and Robert, Michelle, Money, and Mich- Michelle Cody. and Cody. And Lacey and Marcus. Lacey and Marcus, who are boring. Okay, so the best part of the show, I think, was that Michelle Money, prior to her date with Cody, tells the camera in her interview that she's worried that he's not going to have a huge cock. That's exactly right. She, Michelle Money, who it should be stated, had a child with Carlos Boozer. (laughs) Following that guy. (laughs) Like waving your stick in the Holland Tunnel. Right. She actually said that she was worried that big buff guys like Cody don't have big Cody's super buff, and she looks right at the camera and goes, I'm worried because I feel like guys that are that muscular have small cocks. And and kind of put this all in in context, like it was one of those scenes, Ed, where like they had at least 10 minutes of her contemplating and looking out to the ocean. It was like one of those things where I think they started filming her contemplative looks at sunup and then at like sundown, they were still like, you got to give me a time lapse thing. Yeah. Give me a low angle. Give me a silhouette. (laughs) She's like contemplating this life decision. And then they go right to the soundbite of, I wonder if he has a big cock. It was like, it was just outrageous in its context. I it was. I couldn't agree more. It was, The Bachelor has never been so blatantly sexual. Yes. Ever. I've never seen Ever. anything like it. Ever. Did she actually say this? Or yes. You they had to bleep it out, Ed. Twice. She said cock and they had to bleep it oh, out. She, it wasn't like you guys are just guessing this is no, what no, 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 it was. No, 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 It was very clear. But it, then. And J- I, I mentioned it to Jason today, and he said he had to rewind it. And I also had to rewind it because Kate and I were watching it together, and we both went like, what, did that just happen? 
Yeah, big even, cock. Even better, though, was when they come back to the house the yes. next morning after the overnight date and everyone reconvenes in the living room. She walks in and says, quote, she was really sore and very satisfied. Yes. And this is the, and this is the woman that was so concerned for her her daughter and how she looked. Right, she had lots of responsibilities. Yeah. And yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and she's bragging about how much sex she had with this complete stranger. <laughs> right, and, and Cody said it was quote the be- one of the best nights of his life, and then said she might have broke the code. Yeah, and, I like the Cody. And, I get it. And said that he'd marked some things <laughs> off his bucket list yeah. last night. Yeah. Oh, no. So those are obvious TMI. code for anal, right? Yeah, I think I think there was some anal involved. I'm so, embar- yep. I'm so embarrassed for these people. Maybe she and she got up to some Pacific Rim. Let's room. not mention that Michelle Money would not have looked sideways at Cody had they not been forced together on sure. a dating yes. reality yeah. game show. And now they're a full-blown couple. Now, all crassness aside, like, I ain't mad at Cody. Like, he's, like, that's the best piece he's oh, ever yeah. going to get his hands on, or for has. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah with, ever. He's holding like, on to that with that, both hands. That's some top who, shelf for my man Cody. Yeah. Who did, did the young Frank DeFord wind up with? <laughs> he's, he's gone last episode. Oh, Brooks. Uh, Brooks, yeah. He went home. <laughs> There's no such thing as a young Frank DeFord. The saddest, though, was Sarah. Sarah with the disability arm and Robert. Uh, Oh, my God. That was really, uh, that bums me out. So apparently on their overnight date, Robert didn't want to be physical with her. He got straight into bed while she was brushing her teeth with his jeans on. He never took his jeans off. When she tried to undo his belt buckle and start something up, he brushed her hand away and didn't touch her all night long. What a weirdo. Yeah, Sarah brushes her teeth. She goes and he sees he's in bed and she's like, oh, yeah, all right, here we go. Let's get, in, let's get it happening. She goes to hop in bed. She is DTF, and the guy's got his fucking jeans on what? under what the covers. That? You guys, what is that? What does that it's, mean? It, well, first of oh, all, it's, it's, like very un- it's very uncomfortable. Of course. I need to know what this means. What kind of animal wears a pair of jeans to bed? He's a serial killer. And Sarah was is, telling is he Michelle, like Christian? Sarah was telling Michelle Money this like the next day, and Michelle Money's face was just like... She was so horrified because no, she has never been with a guy who wasn't actively trying to sex no, her. No, he... What's this guy's name? Robert. Robert. Michelle Money was so aghast that she... When, right. she, when she heard that he had his jeans on and, and Sarah's like, yeah, so I reached down and started undoing his belt and he brushed my hand away. Michelle Money... <sighs> clenched her chest she reached her hand to her chest because she was so aghast like what the fuck michelle money has never been turned down by a guy especially when reaching for it as guys what is going on here uh jason you answer there's a few things up with robert i i do think that there's some serial killer in him i think that not to he interrupt, should. but he not only does he wear his jeans to bed, he was caught on video using hairspray. That's true. Okay, oh, continue, that's right. Jason. That's right. yep. And I think that um, the funny thing about Robert, and he didn't think anything was wrong. In fact, when, when you know, I'd hate to blow the, what Kate was going to get to, but Sarah broke, breaks up with the guy. Or she doesn't even break up with him. She basically says, I have no idea what happened last night. We had this fantasy suite, yes. and you, you wanted nothing to do with me. And he was, like, devastated that she brought this to his attention, like yes. he did something wrong. Yeah, and that was a... Like, there's something it, a little off with Robert. Yeah. It, so, well, you so said I, the hairspray, so... Yeah, right. You know, we know what's up. 
to say he's not intelligent, that's, that's not really doing it justice. Like when she basically lays it out to him and says, I have feelings for you. He starts but crying. I have no idea why you didn't touch me. And this, this was his response, Ed. Um, I'm kind of emotional right now, so I'm going to take off. That was his response. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, that was it's it. Like you, it's like you should do one of three things. One of three things should happen there. So, so a chick tells you, look, I have all these feelings for you. Why don't you touch me? I'm so attracted to you. What she's basically saying is you need to attack me and finger bang me to death right now. <laughs> And that did. didn't happen. Or just say to her, say to her, say to her what all the male audience was thinking. And I hate to be cruel, but he should have been like, look, you're awesome. You're cool. And I, I'm glad I'm on the show with you, but I just can't get over this arm thing. Yes. I, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I, I, I had a picture. She seemed pretty good looking, right? Yeah, she's cute. Like I feel You can't say that to her though. I feel like That's the, mean. the arm thing is a little weird, but if after you spend a little time with her, it probably I don't becomes normal. I think it was to do with her arm. Robert Is he a Christian he or said gay? he he said he was like in love with her afterwards. He was like devastated. He, and he thought he just was taking everything slow because he is a little emotionally very strange. But as a guy But I don't think it had to do with her arm. As a guy, we are we we are a slave to our impulses. And so even if you're like, look, I don't want to bang you because we're in, this isn't the right spot. Like we're on TV. It's going to be weird. But at the same time, right. you would still be like all over her. Not like, necessarily. Not if you're like had some severe like that's no. arrested right. development. A real guy, right. real that's men exactly. like me, Jason Stewart, and Ed Daly <laughs> a little bit. We would be oh, like did. all over it, like trying to make it happen. Okay. And it would be clear, even if we didn't bang her, we, it would be clear that we were way into her and she wouldn't and be concerned the next day. And now we're fucking jeans to bed. He's yeah, jeans to bed. not normal though. Jeans to bed. He also tweeted last night that he didn't sleep with his jeans on. He's like, that didn't happen. Of course it did. So no, No one could make that up. That's not yeah, like that's, Stephen that's King couldn't come up with that. Yeah. So, but is a, he like a Christian? Is that what's going no, on? No, he never that, mentioned that anything. Stated. I don't and think so. You couldn't go. They probably vet the Christians before they invite them to paradise. I think he's just got some issues, yeah, personally. Agreed. agreed. Um, but that was a good lesson for Sarah, not settling for something that doesn't make you feel good. Just to be in a relationship, so good for her. Yeah. Anything else, Kate? Um, Marcus and Lacey? Yeah, the show ended with its predictable Neil Lane engagement ring scene. Cheesy overhyping of artificial romance with Marcus proposing to Lacey after a three-week vacation where they were basically forced together by circumstance. Yeah. It was so weird. And, uh, and, and she said yes. No prize whatsoever. No. So uh, technically all those people won, in which case everyone should have just hung around and said, I'm in love. And how come he got the ring? It's a baller ring. Yeah, that was a big fat Neil Lane they, diamond. They brought in like three of the bachelor married couples oh that's to give right advice, which was pretty cringeful too. Ooh, I thought yeah. That, I thought, yeah i thought the whole thing was that entire thing was awkward they had this like rose ceremony eventually the ring ceremony in front of like six complete strangers that they just met yeah and and they were on these then these uh former bachelors and bachelorettes were like forced to like give yeah. reactions that were weird. so insane. This is where ABC goes overboard with this forced like romance thing. It's they, so weird. Then so they give them like the immigration test. Like, hey, what color's Cody's toothbrush? How well do you guys know each other? Yeah, what's his favorite Muppet? You know when. <laughs> How many you know Bon Jovi CDs does he own? Is that because I talked about the Muppets? All of them. 
when, when Marcus was getting interviewed by one of the couples, I forget who it was. I don't know their names, but uh-huh. you could tell like Marcus was going into his typical Marcus immature stuff. And he's like, you know what? I found love and I didn't know that I could do it again, but I've found love again. And I was getting the impression that the guy that yeah. was doing the interviewing with his wife was thinking, I need to stop talking to this guy before he falls in love with my wife. Yeah. Jason, you had, you had some, you were going to comment on fake breasts. Okay. We so we need to talk um, about Lacey's makeup as well. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, it's along those lines. And, and, and Kate, I'm not, I'm definitely not calling you out, but I heard you on last week's podcast say this. So I have to like, I have to correct you. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at this. Trust mm-hmm. me on this one. There's no real need to argue. Okay. Lacey, Brian, th- Brian Lacey, thinks he's an expert as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. really between you two. Yeah. Laces are huge and they're real. No fucking Absolutely. way. No Jason, way. did you see her before? Oh, there, there's a before and after out there? Oh, she's, well, she's been on the show before. She's the first Lacey suggestion she's a, on... Was a, she was a bachelor. She was on the um, Womp right. Pablo Bachelor. She's, she's got... No, she's got some big cans. I reckon she... They got bigger. Yeah. No, yeah. She had me fooled then because I was... I was convinced they were big and real. No, no chance. Well, with this, this might, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think that's unlikely, but I need to do a little more internet I'm, research. I'm going to go on Bing and research that. Yeah, have a look on Bing. Uh, okay, Kate, you were, you were about to say? Um, uh, Lacey had a few looks last night. She sure did. Oh, building up, all culminating in her last look with that clown face makeup she had came out of the blue she had four different colors of eyeshadow it was the, the craziest makeup i've <laughs> ever seen never seen anything i was like in it. shock yeah. i had i paused it and i took a picture of it it was shocking that's all I can't i'm believe really Mark i'm really into that after seeing that. Uh, i would say this marcus out of everybody and i have to give credit to the person that cast him because if you think about it, he is the perfect uh, bachelor candidate, and, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying actual bachelor, but contestant on these shows. And that I do get the feeling that he sincerely buys in, like he's looking yeah, he for something, and he's going to find it. But it's like he, there's no um, there's no I guess uh, pretext or there's no there's no irony to him. He's he really does want to fall in love. It's like he's the perfect person for the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And along those lines, Ash Lee, also the perfect person for this show. I am, would like to start a letter writing campaign tonight. Ash Lee, who is crazy, needs to be the next Bachelorette. I agree. That, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. She's super hot and super dumb. They and should seriously cast her. Super cray. Uh, okay. That's it. Guys. Bachelor in Paradise is over. Excellent segment. Well done. My absolute, it's a really transcendent television program. I've never seen anything quite like it. I don't know if we ever will again. It was really, really special. There was no prizes, nothing to win. There was absolutely nothing happening on that show, but they were all in it. They were all good to go, and they all decided to leave for no reason. Right. Pretty great. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, Jason... Thank you so much for joining us. It wouldn't be the end of a Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise season without you. Uh, Ed Daly, 
shocked yeah. that you didn't want to watch. We still think you're hetero. Um, I, I read that. I, I was trying to find out if her if there was confirmation on her fake boobs and. Uh, apparently she's been on Mexican TV and somebody said, yes, you can tell from Mexican TV. She's been on Mexican TV. Is she Mexican? I don't know. That's what it says. Wow. It was one of these crazy websites, batch and batch at fan club.com. Nice. Uh, we might have to reach out to Jason's buddy, reality, Steve, who's the internet's foremost expert on bachelors. He'll, he'll know for sure. Uh, okay, guys. Excellent job. Fancy sauce. Great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's it. So Thanks, y'all. For Jason Stewart, for Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.